we have liftoff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dysfunctional Fitness Podcast. You are joined by myself, Matthew Hosking, and obviously my good co-host, Ben Bodicum. Uh, 23.3 is out, Benjamin. What are your thoughts? I, uh, personal note, thrilled there's no handstand walks because for uh, yet another year I've succeeded in evading how to learn them. So I don't have to deal with it in the open. So thank you, Adrian, for making sure that I don't have to keep myself accountable. Um, yeah, genuinely. Uh, no, I, I actually like it as a workout. Um, I I think we all sort of expected that we were going to get some sort of ascending skill um, on your hands in some type of pressing. I was not expecting a third week of barbell movements. Um yeah, I think that, that that's the only surprising. thing. That's... Yeah, yeah I, I think we, you know, with all the talk about dumbbells and kettlebells, I think we were all expecting to see something, you know, something unilateral or something either like maybe like a dumbbell deadlift or something or a kettlebell deadlift. But we haven't seen that at all. Um, I do really, really like it as a test. I think it's given the fact that we've moved to a three week open. Uh, I think a test like this is probably necessary in terms of you know combining all those three elements of uh weightlifting gymnastics and a little bit of cardio as well so that hitting that mwg as we like to say yep we did predict that before in our chat i was saying it was like it was have to probably be a cup a, a triplet sorry of some sort a uh, shorter time domain classic mwg we both called the dubs um some type of wall movement with like some type of ascending skill and then, yeah, and then the only surprise was just the barbell snatch, as you said. I mean, to be fair, I'm going to call you out, but you did make some silly comment in our group in our uh, chat. You said, hang on, it's with a, with a barbell. It's like, well, obviously, it's not going to be just six dumbbell snatches <laughs> compared with all the other work in there. I was so confused when you said that. I was like, well, obviously, it's a barbell. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 because yeah. when they announced it, they said, they said snatch, and I was like, I was like, oh, sick yeah. dumbbell snatch. I was just like, 15 dumbbell snatch is a bit weird. And then, and then, and then, like, like, obviously the weights popped up on screen. And I was just like, oh, it's with a barbell. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, as I said, I really like it. I think the, the other thing that the only potential sort of bone of contention I have with this is that it's not a, uh, it's not as short as I'd probably expect it to be. So even we've we've probably seen the top women's score, uh, and we'll, we'll get onto that in a little bit. We've probably seen the top women's score worldwide with Mal in the announcement, and it, and and that was only just sub eight. So I don't really feel that we've tested that sort of really short time domain that we probably saw last year, and and even that the cap on this is twelve minutes. It's not sub ten, which is probably what I'd expect to see. Well, you say that, but I think for actually the amateur person, it's uh, sub six. Is the cap, uh, really. Sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah, um, no, that's that's very like, true. Yeah, it's, it, this is it's a, this is a five and a half yeah. minute workout for me. <laughs> yeah, because um, I even we'll get into it, but like the amateur heat, they finished the first two rounds in just under the six minute cap. The guy finished it, Matt um, Matt Watt finished it in five forty two. And uh, mm-hmm. the lady, um, Corey Camera, I believe her name was, yep. She finished yep. it in 528. So they didn't have much time uh, to the cap. But yeah, I agree with you. Like, I thought it was going to be something a lot shorter in terms of like the elites probably go sub five and then be like a 10 minute cap. And then everyone else get capped at 10 minutes, like with an ascending skill. Um, 
at one point when they're reading it off, I thought it was going to go up to like 20 minutes. So I thought the skill was going to get harder and harder. So I thought it was be like wool walks and the strips. And I thought the handstand walk was coming. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like another 20 minute workout. Um, but no, stop. I wouldn't minutes. have. I, I think like I would have expected them to go something like wall facing strict handstand push ups or something like that. Yeah. If they were yeah. I was, it. yeah. Yeah. When we're talking, that's what I thought. I thought it'd be kipping uh, strict wall facing and then maybe handstand walk. Uh, I didn't think wall walks would come again just because we've had them twice. But I mean, it's all right. Five, I, I do. We'll get into it. But I think five is, I mean, it showed it's still taxing enough what happened in the workouts. But um, I don't know. Uh, could have saved that maybe for. I mean, they might come up in quarters, but I feel like they're a bit underused here. But yeah, right. So uh, we uh, get into. Go on then, spit it out. No, yeah, I was no. Sorry, I was just gonna say. <laughs> what that. was that? <laughs> I, 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 just, I just started speaking and then stopped myself. Um, I think the five war walks is a. It's it's still part of that sort of accessibility type thing where the five wall walks that they're able to scale it a little bit easier in terms of um it's not you don't have to go to 10 inches you go to slightly further out um for a scale and, and i think that's quite nice as opposed to trying to scale a kipping handstand push-up like well, what do you end up scaling that to a push-up like you're not getting inverted which i think is the whole point of this type of test um yeah. I, i'd like to touch on the standards before we go further because i think it's worth highlighting that this is what the 75th different handstand push-up standard that, we, I know. that i've yeah, seen go for it <laughs> um yeah I obviously know. i saw it i was like i didn't really, i didn't really notice and then i then i just like wasn't really concentrating on that part and i saw them doing the handsome push-ups i was like hang on there's no actual they're doing the tape line of the wall i was like oh no another standard here we go yeah i mean i, I quite like it in terms of it's forcing you so previously we've had I'd say the most used one is probably the box. So what was it? The 40 by 24 or something box um, that we used uh, using. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, then last year, if you wanted to elevate it, so for example, on deficits and things like that, it had to be on something that was touching the wall. So in essence, they were bringing things closer to the wall. That meant that you had to have a little bit more mobility in your thoracic to, to get those reps. Now, this standard like sort of takes that a little bit of a step further, I think. Um, you obviously have to be on the line that is 10 inches away from the wall. So it's going to put you in another position that's probably slightly uncomfortable and isn't a common position that you're having to get into. I think this is potentially something that's going to be a stumbling block for a number of different athletes who haven't necessarily been as strict as they probably should have been with their standards over the past year, particularly after it was sort of starting to get alluded to us in quarterfinals. I don't know what you think. Uh, yeah, well, that's what I was talking to the other coaches from TTZ, just that the standard is just going to shock a few people. Um, we'll get into it, but like the girls like broke down and like, if you're watching Mal Bryan do 20 strict hands and push-ups in, sets, like in four for sets, you know it's going to be tough. Um, but yeah, that standard I think is going to shock a lot of people. I don't know how how wide can you go. What is the actual standard? It's like thirty inches wide. Yeah, thirty inches. Um, or was it as wide as you can go on that line? Okay, thirty inches. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting. So, I yeah. Mean, so so your your hands. I think your fingertips. 
Go on. Because I couldn't really work it out because uh, Daniel Brandon, um, her thumbs were on the tape line at one point I was watching. She did get a few no reps from her judge as well. I couldn't really work out what it was for. I don't think Daniel Brandon knew what it was for either. She did the classic uh, question the judge. Um, but uh, there was points where she kicked up and it was just her thumbs on the tape line. So I couldn't work out. Maybe it's literally just any part of your hand can just literally um, just graze the tape line. So you could even technically make it long, larger than 30 inches wide, if that makes sense. Um, in terms yeah, of um, you put your oh. thumbs on the tape and your hands outside it, um, that might technically be wider than 30 inches, but if it's allowed, it's allowed. So I'm not... Yeah. But if, no, you're, looking I think, the, if yeah. you're looking at the standards now... Yeah, I've got the standards up um, and they've got a they've got a picture of somebody just with their thumb on the tape mark and they're, and they're like, they've got a big green tick next to it. So I think that means it's okay. Um, but, <laughs> oh, but you know, I've got that picture up now. See, that's what I was saying. So that's what Daniel Brandon was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If one or both hands is not touching the tape line at any time, the repetition will not count. Yeah. So there um, you go. I, I do. Um, they do also make reference if the head and hands are on different surfaces, the surfaces must be level. So it looks like you can essentially have two separate stations. Um, which I think might be a way to, you know, if you're used to performing strict downside push-ups on plates in an ab mat, just so you get yeah. that little bit of a bounce. Um, I think that's definitely something you should explore, but obviously you, you will have to have the tape on there as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because I usually practice with uh, plates and ab mat. And then I was thinking with the wall walk that you could have two separate stations. Um, but yeah, just got to make sure the ab mat and the plates are level, all that jazz. But same thing, just tape line across. But yeah. But interesting, just yeah, just another standard to throw in. Can't wait for another Hiller video on that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not looking those, forward to getting yeah, I'm I'm not Watch. looking forward to getting five five quarter final workouts come through at the same time. Well, not at the same time, but over the course of three days, where we're just sitting there, just going, oh, okay, brilliant. Here's another standard that we have to adapt to. Here's another standard that we have to adapt to. Um, I think that's going to be the biggest nightmare of all. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Right, should we get into the actual workout then? Yeah, um, go on. Do we start off the pros or the amateurs? Uh, we'll go pros uh, and then we'll work our way down. So we'll wax a little right. about how incredible Mal was and then we'll uh, go on to cool. everything else. You've, you've lagged a bit. Okay, cool, yeah. All right, cool, yeah. Um, so obviously for those who didn't see it or if you didn't see it, just do a recap. So basically the workout is... Um, basically the first bit starts with a six minute window to complete five wall walks, 50 double unders. Then you've got 15 snatches at 95 pounds for the guys, 65 pounds for the ladies into five wall walks again into 50 dubs and then at 12 snatches at 135 for the guys and 95 for the ladies. So that's got to be completed within six minutes. If you do that, you can basically unlock another round and you get another three minutes to complete that work. And then this bit now changes to 20 strict handstand push-ups, 50 double unders, and then nine snatches at 185 for the guys, 135 for the ladies. And if you complete that in uh, under nine minutes, you then unlock a final round, which is again another extra three minutes. And it's 20 strict handstand push-ups again, 50 double unders, and then six snatches at 225 for the guys and 155 for the ladies so that's the workout it's a bit fiddly in terms of just the way it looks on paper but basically it's just six minutes to finish its first two rounds you unlock another round for three minutes at a time if you finish that you get another round for three minutes and that's the workout if you complete it all 
Um, but yeah, so we're getting to it for the pros. So it was obviously Mal Bryan against Daniel Brandon, uh, second and fourth last year, respectively, at the CrossFit Games. So literally two of the best in the world. I think, again, when the announcement came out, we both, like, most people would be like, well, we've got literally two of the best on their hands in the women's field doing an announcement together. We haven't seen anything pushing-ish yet this open. So the odds are pretty stacked. They were going to see very likely something on their hands, and we did. Um, so just some, uh, we'll just go into some split times, I suppose. So for that first round of the five wall walks, 50 dubs, and 15 snatches, Mal completed it in 128, and Daniel Brandon <laughs> completed it in 133. Sorry. So basically a minute and a half to do five wall walks, 50 dubs, and 15 snatches. But in perspective, most people are probably going to take a minute and a half just to do five wall walks and maybe the 50 dubs. And they've completed another 15 snatches on top of that. Then they completed the second round by, well, Mal completed the next round by 314. And Daniel Brandon completed in 321. So not much of a drop off, about 10 seconds extra on that round. Obviously, the weight's a bit heavy and the fatigue, like, obviously starts to build up slowly. But again, it's pretty even on those two rounds. So that's pretty fast. Basically, under three and a half minutes for both of them on the first section. Then they unlocked the next section on the 20 strict and this is this is when it got interesting so mal on 20 strict you think like for these ladies that's nothing but mal went 11 6 3 on a set of 20 strict hands and push-ups and when i saw that i got worried <laughs> i got scared not not for her but like for myself and all the people i know that i think it's going to be a lot harder than you think and then uh, daniel brandon went 4 5 3 3 5 I believe it was hard to see the last set with the camera work, but um, again, if Daniel Brandon is taking that. twenty straight hands and push, twenty straight hands no, and push up just... into sets of into, into five sets, yeah, that that Wait, definitely sounds. I'm I'm laughing at the, just the 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 lack of plan that I think went into that because you you they no, had that. I, I, uh, I, well, I, I used to laugh at that, but I sort of do that sometimes in terms of if you're moving on to a next movement, if you're pacing out the ne- uh, the current movement, sometimes ending on the bigger set is fine because you can not gas out or blow out, but you just push it to an extra bit knowing you don't have any more uh, sets of it for a bit, if that makes sense. So you can push it a bit harder and then you go to the next movement and get I... into it and then you like sl- recover, if that makes sense. Um, obviously, it's not as... I, um, I... I, it's a bit harder. Yeah, I, I yeah. get it as a as a concept, but but I think given the fact that that was only the first half of the forty straight handstand pushups she had to do, I think being a little bit more conservative might have played out better for her. And, and we'll, like you can see the end result. Yeah, uh, where yeah. she yeah where, where she finished. What was it? Two and a half minutes after Mal. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, um, so she gone. Yeah, she finished two and a half. Yeah, sorry, and then yeah, so the mouth finished those nine snatches. That round of nine, basically, in five twenty-four. I didn't get a Daniel split on that one, and then um, the last round, Mal went nine three four two two on the strict handsome push-ups, fifty dubs, and then the six snatches, and then she completed all of that in seven fifty-six. Was my time on her? They said seven fifty-eight, but. I uh, just went off whatever I saw. And then Daniel Brandon finished in 10 at 20. So yeah, pretty much two and a half minutes behind in a short workout, which is pretty crazy. And it just shows Mal's very likely just going to win the CrossFit Games by a landslide this year. But what do I know? Uh, let's 
save any comments about Miss Horvath <laughs> and handstand push-ups. I didn't say anything about the... her. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I know, no, I know. I'm just I'm just let's 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 not say it. Breaking breaking I don't news. Say it. Nora Horvath does not make does 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 not make uh, quarterfinals. <laughs> her and Josh Berniston are in the same category. <laughs> Catching catching strays like like no. No, Josh, no, no, I messaged him straight away and I said, "Oh, just R.I.P. R.I.P. Fella." Yeah, I think you never know. uh, He he might might drop the world. He might finish the the six minute window bit of work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Moving swiftly uh, on, uh, these I can't these, even edit these, out because uh, I'm not even going to be bothered to edit it, so that's just staying in. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> Catching strays, uh, poor lad. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, and and I think, but but what you what we've touched on there is that there are huge amounts of separation in this workout. You know, even within within the workout itself, like yes, you might be able to get through those first that first set of 20 strict handstand push-ups with no problem at all. But then for the guys hitting nine snatches at 84 kilos after that amount of work is no, like it's not, it's not easy. It's, it's not going to be like a, you know, just a, a walk in the park uh, for your, you know, for your top 10%. Uh, so, so I, I, I quite like the fact that there are different things that are going to limit different people within this workout. Um, I, I, and and that's what I'm taking from this is that there's there's going to be bottlenecks everywhere as opposed to last week where there were three thousand people at every single rep on part A on the leaderboard. Mm. Yes, there was. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, if we're, if we're going to start talking about strategy for like um, the listeners, I think we'll just go through the amateur heat quickly then give some idea because this list like just uh, proves your point that it's basically two there's so many different types as you're saying there's like basically three different types of workouts depending on what yeah. ability level you are so in that amateur heat you had matt watt and uh cory camera and for matt watt he finished um the first round in 204 and cory finished it in 159 so basically two minutes for both of them but about 30 seconds behind mal and daniel brandon and then this when the bottleneck happened they um, both just finished the second round, so the 12 snatches just under the time cap. So Matt Watt finished it in 5.42 and uh, Corey finished it in 5.28. So they just made it under time cap. They unlocked the next section, but then Matt Watt uh, basically took his next three minutes window that he got to complete the handstand push-up. So he got 20 straight handstand push-ups and no dubs and he was capped. And then uh, Corey got uh, eight short of that, I believe. So she got 12 hands and push-ups and then she got capped. And I don't know if you can maybe look them up on the leaderboard and see what their last week's, like, you know, their last uh, scores have been from the open to see whereabouts they sit percentile-wise because that might give a good indication of um, their type of fitness level. Because I think, honestly, if you're getting to those snatches at 185 and getting into a decent set of them like six plus you're probably in the top 10 percent this week um, um i would not be shocked so that is going to feel so hot the yeah i think she's around about so, and the yeah, she's bar probably, for ladies gonna... so she got six ring muscle ups in uh workout one uh she got that's good 
five five rounds plus five burpee pull-ups uh so 130 reps so that's a little bit of a worse performance i'd say uh 162 pounds that was top that was top 5000 so that's a good score so yeah that's good i think yeah so she's probably yeah. around there yeah she's probably um, around that bubble mark yeah and then i don't know obviously it's hard to say because we haven't got that much data on this one but for her to get 12 handsome push-ups then into the third round yeah so that's what i'm saying i think if you're getting to that those snatches and you're getting a few snatches at that weight you're probably putting yourself in a very good chance for i think top 10 percent in this workout um yeah that's what I, just going off what we've seen and based off just that so obviously based off watching two people um do you know that how that matt watt um did the last two weeks yeah uh what was it matthew the Iceman watt um because it's is that what they were calling him <laughs> or am i dreaming um maybe i think so uh, i'll i'll save myself from uh what did he get uh, he got uh, 190 reps, a very respectable score and a very good score for the first workout. I also got 190 reps. Uh, 149 <laughs> reps. Uh, so that's 24 burpee pull-ups into the round of 30. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's that's inside uh, that. And then so he, he finished the. Two... Yeah, and he, what did he hit on thruster? Sorry, uh, 230. Okay, yeah. So that's probably just short of a 10. percent um... Oh no, two thirty. Yeah. Oh, that's inside the ten percent, isn't it? Yeah. For a yeah, but I, I... no, yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, there you go. So again, so you got twenty strict in this, um, in that first round of the strict hands and push up. So again, I think if you're getting past the strict hands and push up through the dubs and then to the snatches at the one eighty five, you're probably doing quite well. I know it doesn't sound that much because the first two rounds for a lot of people feel like uh, that's gonna be quite easy. But as it showed there, the time adds up quite fast just from the fatigue. So yeah, that'd be a good goal, I think, for if you're looking for that top ten uh, percent uh, cut line. Obviously, if yeah. you've got the capacity to literally get through this workout, it's a bit different. Um, again, it depends. Like if you've got like if two twenty five is your one rep max, and you've actually hit that probably twice in your life, that's going to feel very different when you get to it. If you do get to it, if you've got the dramatic capacity to get to it. Um, on the other side, if 225 is a comfortable-ish, like an 80, 75, 80% lift, then if you've got the hands and push-up to get to it, that's obviously going to be a very different workout to those who are worried about just getting into the third round. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I, I think it's... So we've had, we've had a workout similar to this before, uh, which was the 19.2 if that's right off the top of my head, the toes to bar double under is clean workout where obviously this is slightly different in that you have differing skills within it. But depending on the type of athlete you are, it's either you're going to be significantly more metabolically challenged to try and beat that time cap on the first six minutes. Like, yes, you can get there, but what's it going to do to you to have to get there as fast as you, as fast as you can. Um, so I, I think it is a, like you saw the drop off between their first round and their second round. I, I think we're talking about nearly a minute drop off between the two um, on between their first round of walks and snatches and the second round of walks and snatches. And that that difference there, if you can try and keep that as similar as possible, um, obviously with the idea that, yes, you are lifting a slightly heavier snatch, but the reps do go down. 
I think if, if you can try and manage your fatigue there and make sure that you're not already hitting muscular fatigue early on, um, I think you're in a really good spot. But uh, and then that sets you up for success going into going into that third round uh, is 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 what I think. And then trying trying to draw get basically be very strict on that. <laughs> very strict. Very strict with your timings is what I should have said on that uh, on that first set of strict handstand pushups and making sure that you don't hit fatigue or or get any no reps because no reps end up being massively costly on this. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, it'd be similar to so the strategy for the first workout of this open um, with those toes to bar. Just do smaller sets than you feel like you can do. Um, I know, I think it's be a bit different in this context. I think you're going to feel fatigued already getting to the strict handstand push-ups. Uh, whereas in um, week one, coming to the toes bar off the row, you're not that fatigued at all, really. So it's tempting to do a bigger set than you probably should have to start out. Whereas this, again, like I was saying, start in smaller sets. I know you might kick up in five, might feel like doable, but just do three. There's nothing wrong with kicking down and just doing quick threes, then doing a five and realizing you've just tipped over the like threshold and then suddenly you're doing twos and ones. Um, so again, it's same as most movements. It's just sticking just under that, riding that line best you can obviously the easiest way to know what that line is is just through uh training there's not there's no real secret around it it's just doing <laughs> a lot of work and knowing yourself the best you can um but yeah if you push it a bit too hot it could um go south quite quickly what i would say i've done workouts saying to ben on the chat before this uh done workouts similar to this before and the shoulder fatigue into the snatch i think is going to surprise people a lot yeah. Uh, punching out if you're going to go for the powers which most people did will obviously for most of the bars um, that catch position in that punch when you get that bar overhead it's going to feel very uh, tricky compared to just normal snatch work you do in like just normal training uh, that shoulder fatigue takes out of it quite a lot not so much the pull but just in that turnover and then when you go for that catch um, so just be be aware of that um just have like a thought of that going in so it's not too surprising when that happens because it will throw you off a bit if you aren't really um considering it and you try to get it overhead and suddenly your shoulders actually aren't firing the same way they usually do um anything else about that it's pretty like i mean it's a bit of a fiddly workout but it's also quite a simple one in terms of if you've got the dramatic capacity you've got it um and then it's just managing what you have in the tank there's nothing there's not there's not too much strategy to like if you're just gonna get if you know you're not gonna get that far into it and you've just got the six minute window it is sort of i don't want to say a max out sprint but five wall walks 50 dubs and then 15 snatches i mean i wouldn't i mean again it depends but if you're just doing that first six minute window maybe go touch and go for like two sets on the 15 so like an eight and a seven if you can do that if, if you're really like, if you can't do your hands and push at all, just do, uh, might as well do unbroken, I suppose, um, fully on the barbell. <laughs> uh, it's only five wall walks. So again, you can push that quite fast. 50 dubs. I mean, you can push that fast as well. It doesn't matter if you trip, you just go straight back into the set. Um, and then again, yeah, those trying to get into round three, as we said, temper your expectations on the strict hands and push ups. Similar dubs, just cool calm collected and then the nice snatch is obviously just singles um i mean yeah you're gonna see some freaks out there who touch and go it maybe in sets of three or something but for um the normal person you're just doing singles and there'll be slow singles that's as we said like top 10 percent is going to be that cut mark so every rep there will matter quite a lot so you don't have any misses um from doing anything silly there 
Um, and then if you are lucky enough to get to that final bar, um, cool. Have fun with the six matches <laughs> at 225. Um, that'd be a good test. Have fun so, trying yeah. to stabilize that overhead. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, I, I think what, one thing I did want to touch on, and uh, as you were talking there, like walking through the workout and talking about the fact that it's just a gymnastics capacity workout. If we compare this to the final workout from last year, which was the pull-up chest-to-bar-bar muscle-up progression yeah. with double-unders into ascending weight thrusters. It's a fairly mm-hmm. similar style of workout um, yeah. where the double-unders are essentially redundant. I mean, yes, here, because you get a little bit more pressing fatigue, um, they are, and it is a skill that you need to have. Uh, so that it is a... In essence, it is potentially a bottleneck for somebody who does not have that skill as of yet. Um, but I think prior to this, you and I were talking about, well, I, I, I don't know whether it was you and I, but I've definitely been talking uh, to anyone who will listen, which is... <laughs> just talking to myself. <laughs> I've just talked to myself pretty much, yeah. Um, talking about the fact that I've been expecting to see a lot of like progressions on that. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a version of this workout that started with single unders and then went into double unders um that i think would have been a slightly but i I think he probably looked at it and got you know what we we haven't got enough of a skill test within this so i i I think we'll save that for next time but i envisage that's what this all this style of workout that, that we've started to see might look like next year yeah, I mean, I think we're both saying leading up to it. Well, I, th- I did say, I th- well, again, with the ascending skill, I think, yeah, with the jump rope, if there was ascending skill handstand movements, um, I wouldn't be surprised to have seen ascending skill on the jump rope, so singles yeah. into doubles. And maybe if they're feeling frisky, a single crossover after the doubles, which would have been interesting. Um, but have yeah, it, so having, I mean... The- having tried to learn crossover double-unders uh, or even crossover single-unders because uh, I was exceedingly unathletic as a child so obviously didn't do this kind of stuff but uh yeah it's been an absolute nightmare for the past uh, three or four months every time it's been programmed <laughs> i've really hated it i don't mind um single crossovers like, i'd love to see those come up in courses or something but uh, yeah doubles i haven't got hang of yet but singles they're fine now um but yeah so yeah, again it is like a skill test with the gymnastic capacity more so just gymnastic capacity. I know I don't, I don't know who it was on the announcement. One of the commentators was saying it reminded them of the skills, the speed skill medley from the games this past year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I get that point, but I don't agree with it 100%. This is not as skilled as that, if that makes sense. It's just 50 dubs. But uh, this is more, I'll say, gymnastics. Um, but yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, I mean there's, there's, no, there's no single leg exercises. There's no difficult pulling exercises like pegboards i mean yeah exactly uh, legless pegboards into single leg pistols like on the same leg into what l-sit parallel handstand walk shuffle press that yeah yeah um yeah i don't think it's quite the same as that um but we can hope maybe (laughs) 24.1 we'll have that 24.1 <laughs> one pegboard <laughs> I mean well after offers put up some last week they can do what they want they could put pegboards in now <laughs> yeah yeah that's what they've set the precedent it's all good it's exactly all good. um oh, right so saying that I think we've pretty much covered uh 23.3 
Um, do you want to move on to a bit of a recap from last week? 23.2 uh, A and B? Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I don't think either of us were surprised to see the leaderboard be shaken up quite a bit. I think uh, workout 23.1 was a great indicator for really good performance uh for, for what is elite performance i think you know if you were able to get back to the toaster bar i you you demonstrated really good ring muscle capacity some high caliber metabolic conditioning and you know the ability to grit through a workout so that was a really strong indicator to then come into something like the burpee pull up and shuttle run which is a very low skill ultimately and something like a thruster which depending on who you speak to isn't is not as technical as a snatch or a clean and jerk um it was a very accessible workout which did in turn mean that the leaderboard was absolutely thrown all over the place <laughs> um and we haven't uh, even spoken about uh varying pull-up bar heights uh, don't get me started or questionable well, actually, actually get me started. reps yeah go, go on go on i've i've teed you up perfectly <laughs> we have joked behind I'm gonna... the, yeah i'll let the listeners in little secrets we have joked behind the scenes that we should have a unhinged segment where basically just uh we don't know if it should maybe be a separate part of the show but honestly because some things uh should not be said but if i speak um but I feel like, yeah, last week's workout, I mean, it's still a great workout, like, I think, just as in terms of the movements and, like, the stimulus, like, the just pure capacity of the runs and the burpee pull-ups into a heavy lift is, like, a really good combo. Like, I, it was tough, don't get me wrong, but I enjoyed it a lot. Great workout. But, yeah, the issues, well, basically, Sunday, when I saw the scores rolling in, I just could not believe what I was seeing. <laughs> um yeah i just yeah i don't know the integrity i mean there's not much integrity in the open but that was stretched to its absolute like limits of a definition of the word integrity um some of those scores uh it is what it is but yeah i think the gist of it is the pull-up bar um what i was just saying like it just depends of it's just luck of the draw what you have in your gym um if you're lucky enough that the pull-up bar literally sits fine for you then happy days but if you're unfortunate and the bar's like a good, I don't know, 10, 12 inches above where it could be, um, you're just getting screwed over. That's just simple as that. It's literally just adding extra seconds every rep, which, I mean, it is what it is because it's the same as like wall balls. Um, it's a set standard. So people lose time or gain time depending on their height. But in this instant when you could manipulate the height, it's just a bit unfortunate because some gyms um, were willing to change their pull-up bar heights. So if you like watch a proven vlog and um, well, if you watch a proven vlog, you see them literally unscrewing the pull-up bars and learning them for their athletes. And they're like a you know high-level training camp. And if they're elite athletes are doing that to get their extra advantage, um, you know, like the amateurs have no chance in gyms that it's not a bad thing, but in, you know most gyms aren't going to be bothered to change their pull-up bar heights. So you're already at disadvantage to that. Um, if you are really unfortunate, and also if you're tall in this case, you're really screwed over because your movement, range of movement is just super long compared to others. And then, yeah, just saw instances of people scamming the uh, standards. That's, that's, that's what I'll say. Um, and, and coming on to that, 
relatively breaking news. The top score for 23.2A was done by a, uh, a Mr. Scott Tetlow, who we often see popping up in the open. He's um, a... Oh, how, do, how, do, how do I put this? Uh, he's very, he's very good at the doorway setters. Yeah, and he's on the smaller side of the guys. It's just facts. Yeah. He's a smaller yeah, gentleman, so, and the workout, he probably got put up by that fit perfectly for him. His range of motion is literally half the length of like Brent Fakowski. So literally, his cycle speed's probably literally um, a good two seconds faster per rep, and that's just going to add up when you're doing 100 plus reps. He yeah, scored 100. He's going one second. So his original score was 198 reps. He, yeah. uh, his video submission has uh, been reviewed and he's received a 15% deduction to take him wow, back down what? yeah to take him back down to uh, 169 reps um, which drops him down to 422nd in the world um, uh, in the video uh, that's been posted it's, this is all coming from an article on the barbell spin uh, so shout out to Brian there for posting that. Uh, you can see him, for those of you watching the video, I'm going to do another classic Ben demonstration. Uh, for those of you on audio, just imagine me doing it. It's all it's all good fun. Um, his hands overhead, pulling his scapula down as hard as he possibly can, and his elbows a little bit bent, and he is about a couple of millimeters just under the pull-up bar. So he's been penalized. He's still sitting uh, in a fairly decent position overall. Um, and uh, somebody else is now expected to win it worldwide, who is Charles Curran. Uh, oh, who... isn't he? Um... <laughs> yes. The, the, actual yeah, fit, yeah. the actual fittest member in uh, Cross of Mayhem. <laughs> he is indeed. Rich, rich who... owning who? <laughs> did, did you know he's, he's no longer working out at Cross of Mayhem? He's at uh, CrossFit Krypton, yeah. That's all. He that. is indeed at CrossFit Krypton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, it's a look. We we've had a lot of contentious issues with standards. I, I think you're always as the sport grows bigger and bigger, as more and more people come into it, you're going to see more and more of this. Um, and I I think it's very very difficult. That until you start to, until people stop doing the open in their own gyms and instead start going to a local uh, area that has neutral judges that where everything is standardized. Like so, say for example, you know you have one gym in Leicestershire that hosts all the all the CrossFit gyms in Leicester and has them over a weekend. Like that's the only way that you sort of mitigate these types of errors um where it's all centrally run as opposed to being run by individuals trying to make non-standard workout floor plans work for them is is what i'd probably say is like if if crossfit want to take this a step further that's potentially something that would happen but obviously that is sort of the death knell to community i guess yeah it's tough like what can you do it's the open every gym is different it is what it is um but i feel like it's just for as i was saying to you before this for some reason this workout in particular people just took absolute liberties that's all i'm gonna say that's, that's, that's literally there's no else to say some of the scores are just unbelievable um 
but yeah just those people who did that you know just do better don't scam the system like why um, i mean but yeah, yeah we, and, we, and uh, oh go you go you go no i was gonna no, say was should we move on say. to some <laughs> what do you say <laughs> no all i was gonna say is like for those of us who are potentially you know 200 spots out of quarterfinals these things matter <laughs> <laughs> these things matter but now there's no handstand walks absolutely thrilled I mean, I mean, I say absolutely thrilled, and I'll be sitting here on on Tuesday yeah, when we're next, doing our yeah, exactly. <laughs> next week, and I'll just be crying to myself as I uh, have failed in my target of attempting to make make it through to individual quarterfinals. But uh, yeah, actually, right. well, yeah, um, we'll we'll move on to the leaderboard and talk about. I can say, should we move on to uh, like the European leaderboard? That's actually what this show was started for in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> not just not just a way for Hosking to vent out his frustration at seeing people above him on the leaderboard that he doesn't think should be there. <laughs> um, so, for, from a European standpoint, uh, it's uh, a very strong showing for the UK's own Reggie Fasser. Uh, it's a very good workout for him. Uh, the man's pushing close to a sub 40 minute 10k. I think he, I, I saw him post fairly recently. Uh, so he's looking very fit at the moment from a running standpoint. Um, we know he's got that sort of, and, he, and he's incredibly strong as well, hitting the 141 um, kilo lift on the thruster, doing it one and done, posting it on Friday early doors as well. Uh, it's a big, it's a big call um, and shows that he's just sort of dialed in and focused on getting to that next stage. And that's all he's caring about. I, I think, working with easy because I, I think we've referenced before now working with yami at the training plan um I'm, I'm excited to see what reggie can do this year in all honesty yeah no very impressive uh yeah what did he hit he hit yeah one uh well three eleven pounds so what's that just up 141 kilo on the run yeah yeah 140 yeah so very impressive combo that's um yeah very very impressive big score yeah where's he overall worldwide in the open it's like we were four fifth or something uh i think he is he's currently fifth uh fifth, so, yeah. so top so. top five worldwide um yeah. i mean he is one of four uh four europeans in the top in the top 20 uh which is currently it's reggie um we then have Agnola Kai out of Spain. Alex Catulus. <laughs> somebody, pick? somebody picked him. Somebody picked him to do quite well in the open this year. Yeah, um, my pick's gone a bit downhill. Yeah. <laughs> less less said about that better. And then <laughs> Lucas Heutzer, um is French sitting in nineteenth uh, worldwide. But we'll we'll focus on Europe for now. Um rounding out that top 10 so we've also got reggie annual alex lucas uh we've got miko little uh lil org i believe uh, he's estonian yeah. uh yep. andre Huday going going team this year but still absolutely smashing it in the open so fair play to the guy uh oldest Upiniks in seventh uh willie george uh, eighth, oldest Luka Dukic in ninth and anastis artemis uh, and then uh, Sam Parkin uh, out of the UK uh, in eleventh, um, which I think he's. I think he's. He hasn't been in the UK for a while, but I think he's come back to the UK now because it looks like he's 
done all these at Wakefield CrossFit. Um, so back back in the UK, uh, which is really good to see. Yeah, we had a BKG in fifteenth, uh, who Brian put in. Uh, Brian Friends put in his uh, least impressive performances on the thruster. Hit two seventy six pounds. Um, well, to be fair, that list was actually quite interesting. You should go watch it. Um, some of the actually the really strong guys did not put up big numbers. That um, Oscar is it Oscar Luis Delmora or something yeah. like the Mexican yeah. kid. He only thrusted like two. Let's say two seven five, two eighty. Um and Bron, I'm pretty sure. Bronislav Alenkowitz, that's his name? Full name. Um yeah. he only again thrusted like two seventy five, two eighty. Um so quite surprising low numbers for those guys who like usually put up huge numbers. Um just going further down, who notable names put up some interesting scores? We had um Hmm. Yona Koski absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely spanked the first one. Uh, he did. One, 182 he did. in part A uh, and then a 267 in part B. Um, yeah, which confuses think... me how he's so far down because a 182, isn't that like the best out of everyone, in that, everyone above him? Uh, and I know yeah, the thruster wasn't but great, this... but it's not that low. Um, so it's interesting how the points have shaken out, to be fair. Because yeah, for like our a... level, the runs meant a lot more. If that makes sense. And like, yeah, but if you look sense. at uh, who's uh, Tiago Luces uh, out of Portugal, is directly above him on two two hundred and seventy six pounds. So there's a nine mm. pound difference, right? And that oh, yeah. is eleven hundred places. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we're talking that would have put him. Yeah, that would put him in the top twenty top 20 in europe yeah. like no bother i suppose so, yeah I, su- I suppose the bottleneck for like the run one was basically anywhere from 150 to 165 or 170 because the top most average top scores are 170 ish and then obviously if you pass that you're in a very small realm of people who are doing that whereas obviously yeah, in the snatch literally every pound um shout out the uh conversion loophole uh mattered greatly <laughs> so <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the thruster pretty much, yeah, has knocked him back quite a lot. Because if he had got um, that same thruster as the guy above him, would he have not jumped up pretty much a thousand yeah, he'd spots? Been in the, he'd have been in the t- yeah, he'd have been in the top twenty in Europe. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, oh no, it would have been higher. He would have been a thousand spots. He would have taken up to about thirteenth. Oh wow! But yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, that's interesting. Play. Only a fair few pounds cost him mm. quite a lot of spots. It'll be interesting how he does on this one. I think it'll be quite good for him. Uh, he's pretty good at handstand stuff. Um, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, he's. Uh, Should we move got on got to the ladies then? Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's been a obviously. Oh, he's lagged. Last Come week on. wasn't a. I, I think this week is going to be more Benjamin. similar to twenty three point one. In terms of the, oh, he's back. The the, oh sorry, were we? I, I, th- oh, yeah, sorry. I think on my end, it was lagged. So there you go. The <laughs> listeners have a little have a little bonus clip. <laughs> um, for twenty, I, I think we're going to see similar types of scores in terms of twenty three point one. Um, I'd expect to see people do who did quite well in twenty three point one doing quite well in twenty three point three. Um, obviously, really, there is a little, a little bit more of a height bias oh, in twenty three point three. Um, 
and a weight bias as well? I don't know what you think. Um, that's interesting. I don't know. I think they're going to be quite. I don't know. It's tough. I think. Well, it's hard to say because we watched Mal tonight, and she did she win? And did she win twenty three point one, or at least top two or something in the world? Uh, she oh, Emma, yeah, Emma, Emma Carey won, didn't she? Second. Yeah. Um, um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So again, Mal probably get one of the top three, four schools in the world. So there's a correlation between her. But then, like, watch Daniel Brandon. She had a bit of a drop off, and I think the same for this workout. Like, there's some people. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to bring up again. But Josh Berniston put up a great score, twenty three point one. But is that going to correlate to this workout? Um, my spidey senses tell me no. So um, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Oh, maybe we'll have to check it out once we uh, once we uh, recap it. But I don't know if there'll be a strong correlation between them. I think she's a completely different workout, to be honest. Obviously, the fittest always just rise to the top anyway. So there's always a correlation between, you know, the top 50-ish in Europe or whatever. Just They will just move around depending on what the workout is, but they're still fit regardless. So they're always around there. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the correlation is, actually. I do not know. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, well, we'll um, dive into the women's side of things, um, looking at where we are overall on the leaderboard now. Um, so we've got, uh, two Spaniards at the top, uh, currently with Ayhana Moya and Elena Caratala Sanajoya. Thank you, Spanish lessons when I was five. Um, uh, Elisa Fuliano, uh, from the games last year. Um, Emma McQuaid pulling let's it back go. from let's what go. was a, this, what was allegedly, uh, like a, an uncharacteristic poor performance in the first week. Um, this one, this Claudia, one. I mean, I don't know about the barbell weight, but this one could be a good one for her. So she might, she could, she could yeah. sneak number one. Yeah. Uh, then Cl- Claudia Gluck, uh, Manon Angonis, uh, Gabby Magala in seventh, uh, Amy Kringle in eighth overall in Europe. A uh, really strong performance from her. Uh, Jacqueline Dahlstrom in ninth, and Ella Vonga in ten, and then just outside that in eleventh is Helena Collins. Um, which is I mean, really remarkable. Um, I'm not entirely sure what her plan is for this year, whether she's going team or not, but a really, really impressive performance so far. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And then also, I think also just like in general, the running scores from last week, um, obviously this is just body weight movement. So it's the same basically for guys and girls across. Obviously, as discussed in my little rant, uh, the height does play a factor. But I mean, um, not a, like a lot of the girls. You know, they're only a few inches smaller than the small guys, so it's not really that much of a difference anyway. Um, so some of their scores are ridiculous as well for ladies. Like the girls getting to one sixty plus is very impressive. And then you have got Mao, who what got one eight eight supposedly or something like that. Yeah, yeah, which, which is just is crazy. That? Absolutely I'd love to insane. see the video of that. Um, uh, they normally do release the video of that. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen any footage of it yet, but I'd love to watch that. I've seen some guy's video doing it at one, I think it scores like a 181 or something, and he was moving. I think it was like 181, maybe a bit less, maybe like a 179. Um, and he was moving the whole time. Very impressive. Absolutely insane. Um, just to call out some top scores from part A, um 
The top score in Europe was 179 from Runa Lin Egerland out of Norway. Shout out the Norwegians. Uh, keeping it real. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, combine that with a 6,072nd in Part B. I think probably the best combined score across the two is probably Elena Karatana Sanahoya. That obviously reflects her being in second in Europe. Uh, she got 24th worldwide in Part A and 189th in Part B. Uh, so a really impressive performance from her overall. Yeah. Um, no, very impressive. I think it, and then uh, um, Part B, any other standouts? Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah. Part B, Helen Nutter from Blueprint uh, taking the top score in Europe for the women, tenth worldwide uh, with a two hundred twenty-four pound lift, uh, which is really impressive. Um, so big shout out to her as well. Cool. Uh, do you want to go just to the UK leaderboard then? Uh, should we go ladies? Yeah. Just stay on the ladies? Uh, uh, yeah, just let me... I did have it up. There we go. Cool. So overall, we've got Amy Kringle in first, Helena Collins in second, Loz Storwood competing out across it Invictus in third, Taylor Howe in fourth, uh, Jennifer Muir in fifth, Lois Smith in sixth, Mads Harris in seventh, Helen Nutter, as just referenced, in eighth, Georgia Davenport in ninth, and Sam Harms in tenth. Uh, What is interesting is I think the number of these people going team is quite high. Uh, So for the individuals, I think you've probably only got Amy taylor who are confirmed going individuals a couple of the others uh i know definitely are going team uh so yeah it's really interesting to have a look at on the female side mm, that's uh one surprise uh hannah phipson she's all the way down in 37th and i believe she made semis didn't she last year she did make semis um, last year yeah so that's a bit surprising. I mean, looking at her number, uh, her numbers, it's just the um, she was a, a bit behind the pace on the run, not massively, but enough to drop a few points. And then uh, the snatch um, again, a bit weaker compared to the Thruster? other top ladies. Oh, the you mean yeah, Thruster? Sorry, Thruster. sorry, it is. <laughs> it's half ten at night. I do apologise. Please forgive me. The two listeners still listening at this point of the podcast. <laughs> Um, uh, the thruster, yeah, um, yeah, which, which I think, yeah. and, and I think, like, we've touched on the fact that having a single modality test be introduced as and being 25% of the total score does completely disrupt things. I think if you look last year at Mal and Tia, who across the those the three scored workouts that we had in the open last year, uh, like, they were still in single digits. Whereas the leaderboard looks completely different this year, uh, with that with the thruster coming in as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I think when we did our picks originally, we both said like Mal probably win all of them or like come top three. And but unless and I said unless there's a heavy lift, and then lo and behold, we got a heavy lift, and that does just throw the leaderboard um, into a bit Indeed. of a whirlwind. But it is what it is. Uh, look at the men. It is what it is. 
uh, in the UK. Uh, yeah, Reggie's uh, still on top. Sam Parkin, uh, as already referenced, in second. Josh Sharma coming in third. Uh, across it Invictus again. Um, David Sharunke in fourth. Um, Dan Tai. Oh, Sharunke's listed as high performance. Oh, no, but he's done them at CrossFit Lina. Um, Dan Tai in fifth. Uh, strong performance from him this week. Zach George in sixth. Uh, Connor Pinnington, uh, last year's mm. Open winner from the UK in seventh. Uh, Harrison Bell in eighth. James St- Strudwick in ninth. And James St. Ledger in tenth. I believe that's James St. Ledger is an older gentleman. I think he's in like the 40s, isn't he? He's he's 39. Okay, that's it, yeah. That's very impressive. He did, yeah, he did regionals a couple of times back in the day, I think. Um, Was 19th in the age group semifinal last year. Um, Yeah, made it to regionals in 2018 and was 32nd then. Uh, So he's been around around for a little bit of, uh, a little bit of time. So he yeah, beat Reggie on the run. Yeah, yeah, he's a one hundred and seventy-five guy. Wow, um, wow kind of painting 180 on the run which I like, I haven't seen the video but I can sort of imagine doing that just just based of what uh, I've just seen like a picture of him like, he looks quite like you know um, that small bouncy light type of person who probably has yeah, like, a spring yeah. in the step and like just shutter under yeah. burpees probably fits quite well for him if you've got a good engine on top of that um, body type um, anything further down I mean it's pretty much the normal guys I suppose like all the UK boys really Nine two crazy. Oh, and uh, we um, we scroll down to thirtieth, and who's that? It's li- little Matthew Hosking. <laughs> so, despite the fact he's been complaining this whole time about how, what this yeah, workout has done, he's still thirtieth in the UK. So he's well. He's I'll use this right, just to right. further that point. Um, if the standards were better, I believe I would have got uh, another at least five reps, and that would have been 162. And if you go up the leaderboard, 162 is the same as someone in 19th, and I've got two better scores, so that put me in 19th. So that's why I'm salty. But we'll leave it there. So yeah, 30th is not bad, but I think top 20 definitely is what my capacity showed. But it is what it is. We go on to this week. I look forward game to powering that 100 bar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, but who else? I mean, Mikey Steele, a bit surprising in 35th. Um, I thought it'd be a bit higher up, but uh, Phil Roy Peters. I mean, I mean, Mikey's, all his scores are really consistent. Like, um, they're all within yeah. like 500, 500 spots of each other. So it's not like he's had... Oh, yeah, it's not like he's had a, a, yeah, like a bad single workout. Uh, I don't know if that's just because he's... Like, you know, some people don't take it they say they don't take it seriously. I don't believe that though. Like I say, I don't take it. Like it doesn't matter, but you still give your best effort when you do it. So I don't believe that when uh, people say they take it super easy. Like um, so, maybe he's just not, you know, quote unquote peaked here. He's just waiting to build up through quarters, try qualify for semis, um, all that jazz. Thoreau uh, Peters, thirty seventh, again, very solid across. Um, again, the thruster for him just held him back a bit, I suppose. Um, who else have we got? Just pretty much all the normal guys, really. Tom Watson, uh, but yeah, big score on the shuttle run. That makes sense. He's got a big engine on him, and then the weight a bit low, two forty-five. So I suppose he just needs to get on a strength cycle. Um, 
<laughs> but that's not even meant to be funny then. <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm uh, saying, saying nothing if I speak. <laughs> it's just it's just facts. It's just facts. Um who else we got? Uh, Harry Lightfoot. Wasn't he close to making it to semis last year? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't far off at all. I think was it was it the shuttle wobble one that held him back a bit, or was it the handsome push up one? Um, uh, I can't remember. One of them, I know, I think derailed his chances. Um, I mean, I think it was similar to Dan Ty in that it was the shuttle run. I mean, that, like, let's be honest, that worked out. That workout messed up yeah. a lot of people. Well, it week. makes sense. He got 150 on the shuttle run this week, so this past week. So I suppose yeah. it's probably the shuttle run one that uh, did him in at causes last year. Uh, above him, Rob Morgan. Rob Morgan's fit lad, doing quite well, 47th. Um, yeah. but yeah no nothing like too surprising no. um, yeah yeah, yeah. And, Any, and I think I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to see how this uh, what happens this week because because I think that's going to be a uh, a good indicator of where people are going to land like I'd almost say right if you I, I, I think to be to be honest this has been a really good set of tests and I'm excited for what is going to be tested next in quarterfinals. Because uh, I think seeing the tests that we've already had, I think that's a really strong indicator of like we're not that as biased as we've been in previous years. So yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see what's next. And quarterfinals are only, what, a couple of weeks away? So yeah, it's a, I think you forget sometimes that you don't get that much time between the open and quarterfinals but you really, really don't. It's only a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think the tests this year, based off this Open, are going to be very different, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, we'll do like a separate show on that, maybe predicting each workout, all that jazz. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be quite fun. And with the new structure as well, like the forced structure of the 2-1, two, two, whatever they're going to be released in, will um, throw another spanner in the works so you don't have to game it as much so it'll be interesting to see what uh, numbers people can put up if, if assuming there's a strength test again if they keep that type of format when they're a bit fatigued compared to the last two years where you could just do that first and then move on with the rest of the workouts um, but yeah exciting times ahead um, so yeah I think what we'll do because obviously there's no more open workouts coming out so we'll probably recap this one on a Tuesday or a Wednesday next week and then obviously we've got a week break well, really, to the quarters, it won't be that long till then. So we'll probably do another episode as a preview a few days after the recap. So maybe that weekend or like the Monday. And then it'll be into quarters anyway. So that'll be the outline for the next three shows. Uh, this, uh, yeah, 23.3 review, open pre uh, quarterfinals preview, and then quarterfinals recap. And then after that, we can have a bit of fun, probably move into some like the off-season well, is it the off season or is it the season for like UK CrossFit <laughs> competitions? Uh, I, I it's think true, though, it's, like, it's an off season, it's, but it's, it's yeah. You I, know what I mean? It's like the off season for the CrossFit, uh, like the pure CrossFit structure. But yeah, for like everything in the UK, that's when everything starts kicking off at the same time. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I, I think there's some exciting. Uh, we've already highlighted this. There's some exciting stuff happening on the UK scene and and on the European scene as a whole. Um, and I think if we can start to preview that a little bit, shine a little bit of a light on that, I'm excited to see uh, see what's coming. So it's the start mm. of a very good season. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. 
Yeah. As cool. as as All always, right. uh, subscribe, throw a <laughs> like on it, share share it amongst your friends. I mean, if you if you're an hour and three minutes in, and uh, and that's you, congratulations, been able to listen. Yeah, send congratulations. Us a, send us a DM proof of a timestamp, and I'll send you a free month of programming from Brainstorm Athletics. Shout out <laughs> the best programming brands in the country. <laughs> We'll <laughs> we'll potentially we'll potentially do an episode on that as well. Uh, talking about different good, people. Good. Yeah, yeah, I I, I quite like that. No, we could do one, like um, do it a free three month uh, cycle, and then you can review it like a actual current review if you want. Um, yeah, well, um, I mean, Just I mean, my season like might be my season might be over on Monday. So yeah, yeah, I think that definitely could be something that could happen. You never know, might get Josh Berniston on next week when he somehow puts up top 20 score in the country and thanks me for the handsome push-up progressions they gave him and the snatch work I gave him. Yeah. I don't know if he's done the handsome push-up progressions though. <laughs> they did for like probably two weeks. Um, Either way, uh, we will see uh, you guys next week. Bye-bye.